Welcome back. It's the Can Do Divas, Tiana and Chasta. Hello and welcome to the Can Do Divas. I'm Gianna Franco. And I'm Chasta. What's a Can Do Diva? It is a person with an attitude and extreme drive to make things happen. One who strives to live a fun, fulfilled, and fearless life of purpose and meaning, which is what we try to do every day as broadcasters and best friends. Amen to that. I'm very excited about this episode and I'm just going to go ahead and say I have not heard the interview that you did that we're featuring today. I know who she is. I know her very well, um, but I haven't had a chance to listen to it, nor was I a part of it because life, (laughs) (laughs) life takes over and schedules and all of that. But so you interviewed Roberta Gonzalez. Can you tell us a little bit about what we're going into here? Yeah. So the reason why we chose Roberta, number one, is because she 100% is the definition of a can-do diva. And if you're in the Bay, you probably know who we're talking about. If you're not. Yeah. No, she has. She's been a weathercaster in the Bay Area, Chicago, San Diego, this whole, you know, that whole section uh, for 34 years. She's been in the business and broadcasting. Which is crazy because she literally looks 30 years old. Oh my gosh, she's fantastic. (laughs) Which is how we know her. Yeah. And um, one thing she's done lately is she had an opportunity to either continue her career as a weathercaster here in the Bay Area or to jump ship Mm -hmm. and take a leap of faith and start her own passion and her own business. So Roberta Gonzalez joins us and she talks a lot about what it means to kind of take that leap of faith. She talks about where she come from, how she got started, and that true desire and drive to make things happen. Like her story is incredible. And I've known her for years. I love her so much. She's one of my mentors. She's someone I completely admire. But I never... You know, when you when you talk to someone on a daily basis, you know about their life and what yeah. they're going through, their trials and tribulations and so forth. But you don't always realize like, wow... That, she's a pretty kick-ass person. Yeah. You know that, but you're like, well, wait, she really is. You may not know the full history of where exactly. everything came from. Exactly. Sometimes so, you just don't dig that deep unless you're interviewing somebody. Totally, because you think of the questions you want to ask her. So right. I hope you guys enjoy this conversation with her. I think you'll be incredibly inspired, and I think you'll take away two major things. One, that it's never too late to follow your passion, mm-hmm. and that when you find that moment, you find that aha moment, that dream, it can come to you in so many ways. You just have to have an open heart and accept it, and you have to be willing to put in the work. Okay. So here is Roberta Gonzalez. I am so excited to be joined today by Roberta Gonzalez. Not only is she a mentor, but she's a dear friend of mine who I had the privilege of working with here in San Francisco, and she has an amazing story. She is a true can-do diva, and I think all of you will be incredibly inspired by what she's done. So, Roberta, how are you? Lady G is in the house. I'm so happy to be here with you. I so miss that. So just to give everyone a backstory, um, I work occasionally as a traffic reporter on Channel 5, which is where Roberta was for over, what, 20 years? You were on KPIX in San Francisco as the as a weather reporter. Yes, 21 years at KPIX and also at KCBS Radio. That's right. 21 years. And a couple of other years, yeah, a couple other years at KNTV before that. So in the Bay Area, I would say a total of 23 years. Um, In between there, I was uh, in Chicago chasing tornadoes for seven years. So it's safe to say you ate no weather, 
Um, B, you absolutely like you're, you were a staple here in the Bay area. I mean, when I, I remember even going places with you, people will stop you. We took a hike on a random, you know, walk down the street in San Francisco up Coit Tower and you got stopped on the steps there because you did such a good job of embracing people and really letting them into, you know, who you are and getting to know them as well as letting them get to know you through your platform as a broadcaster. So before we get into that though, I want to start with, can you tell everyone how you got started? What gave you that bug for broadcasting? You know, it's crazy because growing up in the Mojave Desert, my parents were always of limited means, but I didn't know that because we had a whole lot of love. We just had love, lots of hugs, lots of kisses, lots of encouragement. Um, But it wasn't until my 11th birthday um, that my parents, they used actually blue chip stamps. And I don't think a lot of people understand what those are. Do you, Gianna? I do. I know a blue chip stamp star. Yes. Yeah, okay, so you would go to the gas station, you'd fill up with a gas tank, you know, a whole tank of gas, I should say, sorry about that, and... After that, the attendant there would give you, like, a page of blue chip stamps, and then you'd stamp them in the book. And once you got so many books together, you go to the blue chip stamp store. So my parents have 11 books of stamps, and they bought me a tape recorder for my 11th birthday. And I went around interviewing everybody all the time. I wanted to be a reporter, and I wanted to bring the news to the people. That was my whole platform the whole time. And that was my earliest dream of knowing I wanted to be in the broadcast industry. But I, as I wanted to bring the news to people, I always wanted to entertain people as well. But um, I learned at a very early age, coming from this limited means family, we didn't have any money for me to go to college. So I started applying for every single scholarship possible by the time I was in high school. And um, I was accepted into San Diego State University. Go Aztec! <laughs> and... Um, that's, um, that's when I, I, I actually went away and left the Mojave Desert and pursued my, my dream. When you pursued your dream, you didn't just start off right away stepping into in front of the camera or behind a mic. You actually worked behind the scenes for a while at a TV and a radio station just to kind of get your foot in the door. That is so good of you to know that. Honestly, uh, people still don't understand this when I, when I try to explain to them. I was 17 years old. I graduated a year early from high school because I just wanted to pursue that goal, that that dream, that plan. And when I was 17, I was hired at a Mexican independent TV station in San Diego, XCTV, as the station gardener. So I actually had to mow the lawn and, you know, trim the roses. And that was my job. But my mom told me, just make sure you're the best gardener they've ever had. So I took her advice. And sure enough, so I was noticed. So they promoted me to a the messenger. Now, the messenger job was to drive across the border to Tijuana every day. Where the that's where the antenna was, uh, the transmitter for this Mexican-owned TV station. And we our programming was very similar to what you see on the CW. It was at that time like um, I Love Lucy, Dick Van Dyke, The Jetsons, The Flintstones, mm-hmm. Big Valley Days, Perry Mason. And so I had to deliver the programming to the transmitter site in Tijuana and bring back yesterday's programming back to the TV station in San Diego. So my mom told me, make sure you're the best messenger ever. So I was. So I got promoted to a film editor from a film editor. And all this time, I'm still going to college. From a film editor, um, again, um, try to do the best I could. So ABC across town, they recognized my talents and hired me as an assistant film director. And I think by this time, I was like 19 years old. And meanwhile, I started in radio also. I was working as a music intern, just sitting outside Tower Records, watching what people were buying, logging those albums, taking it back to my music director. 
studying to get to be on the air as a DJ. Had to take a, a radio license in those days. I had my second class radio license. And so one day it was, um, it was, I came back from Tower Records about midnight and, uh, the DJ had just walked off the air, said I had quit. And my program director was actually there. So he said to me, Gonzalez, it's your world. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> So, yeah, I went on the air and I queued up my first record. It was by the Jay Giles Band. It was Love Stinks, and my hand was shaking. And so Rockin' Robbie, the DJ, was born. So I started working radio as well, still trying to pursue my interest in television. And it was at ABC working as that, um, that, that well, it became a video editor because while I was there, film went bye-bye. And, yeah, I started having to edit video, and I was always hanging out in the newsroom. And this one day, the um, the weathercaster, Captain Mike Ambrose, had a massive heart attack in the newsroom. And it was 4.30 in the afternoon, so we first shot it as a news on 911. And uh, <laughs> meanwhile, as they took him away to the hospital, the news director turned around to everyone and said, who's going to do my weather? I mean, the news is on in 10 minutes. Who's going to do my weather? And nobody wanted to do it because weather that we are doing right now, Gianna, we're ad-libbing. Right. And nobody wanted to ad-lib, right? They have to have a script. And so I said, oh, I'll do it. I'll do it. And I don't know how I got by. I learned that day that there are two Washingtons because I said, it's raining in Washington. Oh, no, that Washington. There's two. <laughs> so I try to tell people, always know your geography. You'll never know when you need it. But anyway, so Captain uh, Mike was off the air for eight months. They moved me to the weekend anchor position, you know, weather anchor position. And eventually he came back and, you know, I just had the love of meteorology by that time. So I started applying all over the country for jobs, uh, got a job offer from San Luis Obispo, went to work there as the lead meteorologist and went back to school to Cal Poly to learn more about meteorology and uh, walked the fields with the farmers, took some flying lessons. And, you know, your farmers and your pilots are the best meteorologists in the world. I bet. Because their lives depend on it, right? Right. So, yeah, I came in through kind of the back door. You know, here I was, you know, wanting to be a reporter or entertainment reporter or just, you know, just something to, to bring a smile to people's faces and ended up, you know, forecasting the weather for 34 years. Roberta, this is what I love about you. This is why you are a can-do diva. This is, you are exactly what we try to promote and share on our podcast here is you took an opportunity and ran with it because not like you said, there was a bunch of people there who, who decided not to do the weather that day because they were afraid. They were, they, they had that fear of, oh my gosh, I'm going to ad lib. This is not, this is new to me. This is a scary thing to embark on, but you just grabbed it and ran with it. I've been really blessed. I never, ever thought in my life I'd be forecasting weather for 34 years. I've never lost a job. I've never been fired from a job. I try not to ever call in sick, as you know, Gianna. Never late for work. Never, never. slept through that 2 o'clock alarm clock. And it's because I knew it was a blessing. I knew it was a gift. But at the same time, my mother, again, who is my big mentor, she told me, you know, nobody's ever going to remember you for being the greatest meteorologist on the face of the earth, but they will remember you if you are a humanitarian. And so she really instilled giving back to the community. And I've always just tried to use my position on television and radio as a platform to helping others and helping our community. And I think that's really important for people to keep in mind because she's absolutely right. The weather changes every single day, but that mark you leave on the world by doing something good for others will stay there forever. And that is really, really good advice. Was there ever a point where you thought you wanted to change careers? You were just, you were, you were you totally completely satisfied? Do you have that moment of like, I'm going to try this differently or I'm going to do this? 
Yeah, that's such a good question. No one's ever asked me that before. But honestly, when I came here in 1996 to KPIX, it was just uh, a few months later I was approached by Don Johnson, uh, who was filming Nash Bridges in San Francisco at the time. And they asked me to be on their show. And my general manager, Jerry Gleason at the time, he said, okay. So they created a role for me, Grace Lopez, the reporter. <laughs> and um, I still have the episode. And they wanted to keep me on as a regular on the show. And it was like, yes, I, I've always had that little acting bug in me. But I like the the thought that I was able to pay my bills all the time. And right. at the time I had two young children and I, I had a huge responsibility to my family and supporting them. And so I didn't take that chance and go into acting, even though they wanted to create that role. I just felt like, what if the show ends? Then what happens? Is somebody else going to have that leap in faith in me? So I better just stick with this weather thing as long as I can. <laughs> so my kids can go to college and it worked out just fine for them and for me. And, you know, that's a very good point. A lot of women now are moms and working moms and working very demanding jobs. It You know, it's very hard to kind of juggle a family. What advice would you give to moms and women out there who are trying to do the same thing? How did you make it work? Well, also single moms, right, you right. know, that are out there. Yeah, that's, that's, boy, that's the toughest job in the whole wide world. Well, for me, my, my biggest problem is I try to do it all. And I've had to learn that I need to delegate. Like once in a while, you know, calling a girlfriend and say, can you pick up my son from school today? I'm just not going to make it. And just surround yourself with really good people that you can trust. And usually those are your besties. Those are your girlfriends. And, you know, I think we're in a better stage now that when I started weather in 1981, can you believe that? 1981 <laughs> is when I got that first opportunity. That's awesome. Um, I remember when there was this, this general manager of the newsroom. Well, actually, he was the news director uh, of uh, KGTV. And he came to me and he said, you know what, Gonzalez? You might have a career in all of this. But he says, first of all, you really need to wear tighter sweaters. Secondly, you need to lose the mole because it makes you look too ethnic. And thirdly, you need to probably change your last name because, wow. again, it's too ethnic. Well, this is back in the early 80s, and there were no other women doing weather at that time. There was nobody for me to emulate. Um, I remember looking at Jane Pauley on the Today Show kind of thinking, I like her because she's really smart. And I used to try to cut my hair like her. and you know. But otherwise, there were no real role models for me. But during that time, I couldn't go to my news director, assistant news director, and say, listen, I'm a single mom, um, I'm raising my kids, I need tomorrow off, or I need half day, where today I think we have a better opportunity to do that as long as we use our voice. That time in the early 80s, I don't know where I had the balls to use my voice, <laughs> but I said to that news director, you know, um, I'm not comfortable wearing tighter sweaters. Uh, secondly, I will never lose my mole unless the doctor says I need to, it's cancerous. And thirdly, my last name, Gonzalez, is the best gift my father ever gave me, so I'll be damned if I'm going to change it for you. And I never, ever changed it. So, yeah, Gonzalez is the name I've always stuck with. And I think if you ever watched me on television, you never saw me wear a tight sweater in 34 years. And I think this is a very good point because a lot of people, especially nowadays with the influence of social media and, you know, all of the stuff out there and how people can kind of, you know, have such access to people on TV or who are in the public eye, you kind of can get caught up in not being your authentic self or caught up in people's opinions of what they think of you that day. Because we know working in this business, not everybody is nice. 
So how, no. how do you balance that? How do you deal with sometimes, I mean, the incredible feedback you get from social media and people like that. And then sometimes from those people out there who just don't want to be so nice. How do you manage that? You know, it's incredible because there are three kinds of abuse. It is physical, it's verbal, and it's mental. And today with social media, so many people can hide behind a keyboard and just be verbally abusive and mentally abusive. And what I have found, you know, it's terrible. You can get a hundred great mentions on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook or even emails a day. But it's that one. It's that one that can get under your skin and make you reevaluate everything you do. And I don't think people realize how much words hurt. And this is so important for us to, to continue to talk to our kids about and to our friends about because words do hurt. What has really helped me through my career is, you know, I take it all with a grain of salt, whether it's the complimentary stuff or the abusive stuff, whether if it's, if it's just that constructive criticism, okay. But if it's just somebody saying, hey, the sleeves are too long on your jacket, you look homeless, you know, right. stuff like that, it, it's not nice. I think... You know, I'm, I'm an extremely faithful person, and the greatest thing about not going to work at 2 o'clock in the morning now is that I go to my, I go to Mass every morning, every morning daily from 8.30 to 9. I just love it. It's a great way to start the day. I get my morning message for the day. I receive communion, and then I'm ready to kick butt the rest of the day. But the thing that comes out of that every day for me is we just need to get back to the basics as society, and that's kindness, um, fairness, thoughtfulness, loving peaceful. It's all those very basic things that we treat everybody the same way on those basics every day, then we don't have to worry about how we're going to get around this situation or that situation if that person wasn't nice. And I mean, I, I love that whole Mother Teresa quote about, if you judge somebody, you have no time to love them. And mm-hmm. I, we just kind of think about things like that. I think the hardest thing too is like people just forget to just be nice. I don't, I don't know what it is about how, like you said, having that keyboard as kind of a barrier between you and the person you're speaking to. But I feel like if you have access to people you admire, you look up to, or you appreciate their work, what they do in the public eye, then why don't you take that and celebrate it and, and, and share it the pause in a positive way instead of being so, I mean, let's be honest, people can be very cruel. And I think that's the hardest part about anyone who wants to kind of get into this business these days. And also with even our management, as you know, Gianna, a lot of the times, you know, we hear when we've done something wrong or had a slip of the tongue on on air because what we're doing is ad-libbing. Your job's ad-libbing. Mine was ad-libbing. It still is ad-libbing. And if we just said something out of context or um, let's say we didn't pronounce something correctly, we hear it right away. But how often do we get that? That a girl. Way to go. Great coverage. And it's not hard to do. It's just so much easier for people to point out the bad stuff than the good stuff. It's so true. It's so true. And we need so much more of the good these days, especially with everything that's going on in our society. So you mentioned you don't wake up at two o'clock in the morning anymore. You have taken a leap of faith. You have done something very fearless and have sort of, you know, changed career paths. I don't want to say change career paths because you're still in the industry. You're doing it your own way now. You've made a decision to leave weather reporting, to not be a weathercaster or meteorologist anymore. And you've started your own production company. Let's talk about making that leap of faith to go out on your own. You just made me start shaking. You really did, because I think this is the first interview I've done about my company. Thank you so much. Yes, on October 1st, I had, 
you know, my last broadcast at KPIX, and um, it was something that I've been thinking about for a really long time. I always told myself when it wasn't fun anymore, it was time to leave. And I was still having fun when I could go out into the rain and report or forecasting an incoming system. I love going out into the community, but being confined in the studio was very, very difficult for me. And to tell the same story every day without being out in the elements, you know, just, okay, here's an air of high pressure. It's building in. It's going to be sunny after the morning fog lifts, after new high temperatures in the 60s, along the coast and in the 80s in our inland areas. Have a good day, everybody. You know, it's just (laughs) like, I felt like it it was time for me to do what I've always wanted to do. And again, let's get back to the basics. What is that? To entertain people. But, you know, again, I have bills to pay. Well, my, my youngest child, son, young man, just graduated <laughs> from college. And so I came home and talked to the boys about it one day. And uh, they said, you know, Mom, you know, you've always talked the top, but you haven't walked the walk. You know, we will support you now. You know, we will support you and whatever choice you make. So I had my last broadcast. Um, I didn't talk about it to anybody except my management until I think it was the day before I left. You know, I didn't want that big, long send off. And, you know, I just because it's very I'm very hard at goodbyes. Yeah. So I just I left. But I've known for a long time I wanted to have my own production company, my own travel show, my own entertainment show. And I, I, Jenny, you kind of know my you. I know, you know, my story about you know, my brother, my youngest brother was shot and killed when he was 15. And I had a really difficult time grasping that. Just, you know, I just, the grief, I couldn't get rid of the grief. I had to quit college and go home and take care of my mom and dad. And then went back six months later, back to school and to work. Um, but still, I, I was aching. And so a friend encouraged me to start running. And he said, you're going to run through the grief. I said, I don't run. He says, you do now. So I learned to run a mile, then I learned to run six miles, and all of a sudden, I was entering my first marathon. So fast forward to like 31 marathons later, I'm standing in the middle of the Roman Coliseum, and I'm looking around saying, oh my God, how did I ever dream so big to be standing in Rome in the Coliseum and running a marathon? And then it came full circle to me that through my brother's passing, through his death, he had shown me the world. He showed me the world by through running and doing something healthy for myself. But he, he gave me all these places. I competed in Paris and Switzerland and Tokyo, um, states, you know, Chicago, New York, um, everywhere, San Diego. And it's just been amazing. So, But through all that, I found the love for travel as well. And that's when I decided at that point when I was standing in that Roman Coliseum and realizing my brother has shown me the world that I was going to have my own travel show. Oh, my God. You gave me goosebumps, Roberta. <laughs> I, I uh, mean, you know, look, I know your oh, story well. about your brother. I mean, all that, but I didn't realize that's kind of how that moment happened. And it took years to get there. It took years to take that leap of faith because, again, I had my sons in college and um, supporting them. And, you know, you, you, it's just, it's all about money, right? I mean, it's about, right. especially in the Bay Area. Um, it's expensive to live here. And so, how am I going to do that? Leave my, my, Job that I've had a paycheck every single week for to take on a company and hire people and musicians and graphic artists and airtime and get sponsorship. And, and, you know, I couldn't do that while working at KPIX either with a conflict of interest. So I had to leave that to start this. And I've been working 24-7 around the clock. I still wake up at 2 o'clock in the morning, but <laughs> sometimes I could go back to sleep and other times um, I can't. And now I sometimes I would just wake up in the middle of the night going, oh, my God, what did I do? <laughs> but 
but um, it, I know in my heart that I'm doing the right thing, and I'm so happy right now. Just very, very happy. And you're waking up at two o'clock in the morning for you. You know, it's it's you're making that decision to make that that alarm goes off. It's for you. It's for your company and your dream dream, not anybody else's. So that is yeah. huge. That makes a big difference. So tell me about the travel show. Tell me about the company. What's it called? How do we see what's happening? Have you? I have the has the show launched officially? Like where are we Thank at? Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Well, it's called Roberta Gonzalez Productions. A lot of people have been calling it Rogo Pro. But That's it's so Roberta cute. Gonzalez Productions. I love that. Yeah. I. I, I got a lot of advice. I've been listening to a lot of people, and uh, that's one of the smartest things I think I could possibly do. And they said, you've been in this industry 34 years. You've got to use your name in the company you title. You've got to because the, there's like 3,000 companies out there in the Bay Area alone, if not even more. So what's going to differentiate mine from anybody else? My name, my branding. I've worked towards that all my career. So, And then when you see my logo, I still have an identifiable weather sign with it. It's like a sunshine with a big, the big red lips in the mole. Awesome. And then off, offsetting from the lip is a, a plane taking off. So that's our logo. And um, I don't have it launched yet, but if you go to the site, you could still see it. It's called RobertaGonzalezProductions.com. I haven't launched the, the website yet only because I, I want to do that when we make our first announcement about our travel show. Now, we do have a schedule. I just can't announce it all yet because I have to wait for all the paperwork to be done. Gotcha. But I, I have a fabulous client, and we're going to be traveling to places like San Antonio, Orlando, Barcelona, to Rome, to Kauai. Um, I'm also in future talks with India, Sri Lanka, oh South gosh. Africa. Yeah, so, you know, and, and through these shows, what I want to do is just bring out the tradition, the history, what makes people who they are from those particular eras and what, how that can that bring us closer together. A lot of that's food, right? Sure. Food brings people closer together. So I want to make sure I bring that out in the show as well. But I want to highlight people and not just the big giant monuments and stuff, but the off-the-road path places. You know, those little churches or chapels or restaurants and stuff. So we have these shows set up. I hope I, I, I can tell you it will be on KPIX. Oh, um, I just can't give all the details away yet. But you're going to be the first one I call though when I can put out that press release, which should be any day now. You'll be one of the first people I call. But oh. so that's the that's the number one part of my production company. The number two portion is. Um, we do commercial work for clients and in-house production. So right now you may see on TV our Sunnyvale Ford commercial. Um, we did four different versions of 15 seconds. And if you're watching KPIX or KTVU, you'll be able to see these commercials. Also, any station on Comcast. And we did the production as well as me being the talent. Oh, I mean, cool. we actually did the shooting and the editing. We had to buy computer models of cars and um, colorize them and animate them. So I have a whole new respect for production. And so we have a lot of in-house clients that are calling us saying, okay, we want to do in-house video for our employees. So we're shooting that also. And then the third part of my company is the speaking engagements, the charity work, and auctioneering actually now also. So three different parts of my company, but the number one part right now is launching this TV show that has me up very early every day and go to bed very late, but very, very happy to be doing it. Well, that's very cool. I didn't realize there were so many aspects. I think I did see a picture of your commercial. Um, you might have shared it on Instagram or something like that. So congratulations on that. That is very exciting. So Sunnyvale Ford, everyone, go get a Ford. I like the Explorer. Those are very nice, by the <laughs> way. 
Yeah, and if you tell them Roberta sent you, they'll give you a discount. I've been told that. See, you're learning so much in this podcast, everyone. You're getting great advice from a wonderful woman, plus you're getting a deal on a new car if you want one. You know, i got to tell you, I surrounded myself with just some of the best in the business. Of course, there are a couple of other people I like to bring on, but because of their schedule, I I, you know, with that dictate for them, I'm unable to do that because everybody right now, they're not my full-time employees. I keep saying, keep your day job until, you know, we've got enough money to hire everybody full-time. But I've got photographers I've worked with at KPIX working with me from CNN, from ABC, from NBC. These are the most talented guys and women in the business. The same thing with the editors. And, you know, I've been having to work with social media. Gosh, you, okay, this is what's fantastic. Again, learn all you can as being a fierce woman. You know, always listen to other people. So I, I, I signed up for this one seminar with Damon John. Do you know oh, yes, is? from the Shark Tank. I'm such a huge fan. Yeah, okay, so he's been my mentor since November, and I've been signing up and taking these seminars because I need to learn more about marketing and branding, right? And so um, next week um, on Wednesday, I go into – it's a shark tank basically in Las Vegas where there's going to be investors and I have to stand up and pitch my company to them because it doesn't hurt to have a little bit more money going for your company. So I can hire some of these people full time, but Damon's it's Damon's seminar and it's just been so wonderful. The things that I have learned um, listening to him, he puts me on these homework assignments each week, um, video assignments and, so this has been a great, great aspect as far as just a learning curve for me. Sure, I've been in broadcasting, but behind the scenes, it's just wonderful. There's just so much I have learned and so much more to learn. Well, that is very cool. And you know what? People who do freelance work, and it's a side hustle. We all got a side hustle. It is what it is. Again, we live in the Bay Area. Things are expensive. And that's and that sometimes becomes people's passion. You know, I mean, I, I love what I do. I enjoy it every single day. But every time I walk out that door, I have to think to myself, does this... I'm walking away from my family, from my child, from my life to go do something without them for the next five hours. Does it mean something to me? And sometimes that side hustle tends to mean something. When it grows into a business like yours has, it's so worth every like minute of stress and you know blood, sweat, and tears you put into it. So I'm so glad to hear that you're getting like more education on the whole thing because I think that's great advice um, for people who want to kind of embark on that next you know that next path, that next level. Thank you. Thank you. That means the world to me. It does. And if you asked me in October 1st where I would have been in, you know, on April 1st, I would have never thought that I could pull all this together so quickly. But again, I think any time you give back to your community, people are there and they're willing to listen to you when you need them. And that's another thing. I, I find that I have to I have to have a voice. If I don't tell people what I want to do and how I want to do it, they have no idea. Right. So when I go and knock on a client's door and say, hey, I'm here and um, I'm starting up a brand new television show. It's called Where's Roberta? And it's going to be on CBS and I want you to sponsor it. If you have helped, like, let's say one of those persons in that corporation with their child's PTA, um, you know, or gone out on a 5K and MC that, giving yourself back to you, you've given yourself more of that connection to the community and people are more willing to help you. Making that contact, that is so does, very important. Does that make sense to yes. you? It's just, it's, it's, you know, it's a win-win situation. Absolutely. So no matter what you do, you've got to give back to your community and it will give back to you. I firmly believe in that. Roberta, I've loved this conversation. This is wonderful. No, go ahead. What were you going to say? Continue. Uh, 
Oh, I was just going to say a lot of prayer helps. <laughs> a lot of prayer. No, that is true. I did that. That is my, I don't go to church every day. I try to go on Sundays, but it, prayer every single night, because it's something that I, like you said, sometimes you just have a, have to have a little bit of faith because you don't know what's going to happen next. You just have to put, you know, put your mind in that mind, put yourself in that mindset and just, I got to have faith. Like George Michael said, you got to have a little faith. Roberta, right. I love this conversation. I cannot wait for everyone to hear this podcast and all this wonderful, great advice. And I'm, again, I, you know, I adore you. I miss seeing you on TV every single day, but I love knowing that you're doing what you love and you're following your dream. And I'm so excited to see what the next step is and see where's Roberta. I can't wait to see where's Roberta. You know, what's so crazy, Deanna, cause you reminded me of something. Um, you know, since I've been in the business and TV since I was like 20, 21 years old, this is the first time in my life I haven't had anybody telling me how to wear my hair, how to wear my makeup, what colors I can and cannot <laughs> wear. And it, you know, it's, I go in the store and I kind of, I get overwhelmed. I really, really do. I, I'm like, oh, I can wear black every single day of the week if I want to. Yes, you can. You can, can wear, wear green. You can wear green, Roberta. I can wear green. I can wear a pattern. I can, you know. <laughs> How about that? So thank you for, you know, bringing up these great questions that no one's ever asked me in my life and also including me in this this great podcast about fierce women. I feel so honored being considered one of those. And Lady G in the house, you know how much I love you. Roberta Gonzalez, ladies and gentlemen, what more can I say? I'm telling you, when we talk about what a can-do diva is and what you want to do with your life and the mark you want to leave behind the the things you want people to remember you by, she 100% is checking off all the boxes because she has been dedicated and passionate about her career. She has been dedicated and passionate about her family, and she has been dedicated and passionate about her community. And all of that built together with that drive and that fearless attitude that she's had this whole time throughout her career is why she's been so successful. So I think um, after you listen to this, I hope you are incredibly inspired by being a candidate, being someone like Roberta in following your dreams and following your path and following the things that matter most to you and finding that passion. Because, you know, we all have a job, we all have a job. Like I said earlier, we'll have a job, but there's that side hustle that sometimes can turn into something that is more than you thought it ever would be. So thank you for joining us on the Can Do Divas. I hope you love this podcast. I loved this podcast. This is one of my favorite episodes. I adore Roberta, and I'm so glad she was able to join us on the show. And um, don't forget to like us on Facebook. Join us on Instagram for the conversation. And of course, we're on Twitter. And don't forget to find us on iTunes and review our podcast because that is a great way for for you to share how much you like the podcast, which I hope you do. And it's a great way for us to see that you are living that can-do diva life and being a fun, fulfilled, and fearless person. So with that, I will see you later.